Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey there, guys. Welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. And today we have a real, real powerhouse in his field joining me. It's a real, real honor to to talk to this guest today. And the issue that we're actually going to challenge is how you can build a trusted brand, become an authority within your niche, but also make money in the process. Sometimes that's very difficult to do, to put all of those three things together. And I'm really excited to dig into this in a little bit more depth. So with me today is an entrepreneur with 20 years of experience in the online marketing space, a super affiliate marketer and a blogger supreme. Welcome to the show, Mr. Zach Johnson. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for having me here. It's awesome. It is a real pleasure. It really, really is. You've been someone that, as I've gone through the conference circuit, I was at New Media Expo and I had at least three people ask me, have you spoken to Zach? You really need to get him on the show, which is why I reached out. So thank you so much for doing it. Oh, excellent. That's great to hear. It's amazing. So Zach, let's talk about you for a moment. Obviously, you've been in the online space for around 20 years, but how have you, how have you made your way in the online space? What is it you do and how do you help people? Yeah. So when I originally started making money online, it was basically with affiliate marketing, figuring out how it all worked. Cause this was back in around 1995, 1996, there really wasn't any affiliate programs out there. The big one and really the only one out there at the time was Amazon. And in short, you could become an affiliate of their website. You send traffic to their site. If anyone ends up buying anything, you would then get a commission from that referral. And then affiliate marketing kind of took over and it expanded so you could work with different brands. You could actually make money by referring people to sign up for a credit card or filling out a form versus having them to actually need to purchase something. So that's been the basis of pretty much how I've made most of my money online through affiliate marketing. And in 2007, I launched my own brand at ZachJohns.com to really branch away from just affiliate marketing so I could actually build my own brand and product and following and help other people learn how to do the same. That's fantastic. And you know, the more that we talk about this with various different entrepreneurs around the world, the, the more important it seems to be to actually create your own voice and actually do what you've done there, Zach, which is create your own platform, create your own outlet for things. And is blogging still a, a really solid way of doing that in this world of sort of highly interactive media. Does blogging still have its place in that? Yeah, definitely. And blogging has been around for several years now. I got started in 2007 for the first time using WordPress, started ZachJohnson.com. That was the first site. And before that, I was using HTML and front page to create everything for about 12 to 15 years, I guess, before that. And ever since starting my first site with WordPress, I've never looked back. So still everything I do today is based off that same blogging concept. And when you say the word blogging to someone, they might think "Eh, it's just somebody talking about whatever they're interested in or whatever. But blogging, I like to associate a lot more with WordPress versus blogging because you can really do anything now through WordPress platform because of the functionality, the plugins that are out there, the themes. And there's just so many businesses like TechCrunch, for example, and Perez Hilton these multi-million dollar companies that were just started off of a free blog and platform like WordPress, and it can just turn into so much more. So definitely I say WordPress and blogging is still as big today as it ever was in the past. 
I think WordPress is such a fantastic platform. And when you said then about hand coding and dragging and dropping things in front page, it uh, it brought back some, I was going to say fond memories, but I'm just going to say memories of, of, of just hustling with rogue HTML tags and, you know, WordPress kind of, you, you sometimes take it for granted now, don't you? Because it's so widely used. Yeah, it's funny because if you were to take someone from the internet today and explain to them that in the past, you would actually build your site in Microsoft front page then you would upload the files through FTP, upload all the images, make sure the HTML code and everything connects to each other. And then you upload that to your host. And that's how you actually have to get things on the internet versus just typing in and clicking a submit button through WordPress. It's just made everything so much easier. There's really no need to understand how the back end works versus what we used to need to know. And I think a lot of this actually came into play back when MySpace was around because people had their social profile pages and they would just be like that white page that Tom, the founder of MySpace had. But then you could actually make that page look cool if you knew how to type in the HTML code, you could add images, you can change the background. So once that started really taking place, you understood that there was different ways to customize sites, but then WordPress came out and there was really not much of a need for that because it made it so simple for anybody to really get started with their own site. I think it's really interesting. And again, again, just bringing back memories. This is like a nostalgic trip down memory lane so far. MySpace, I remember tussling with CSS on MySpace and trying to get things to stick to the left of the screen. I don't think I ever did manage it, actually. And uh, what I'd like to just dig, dig into, actually, is taking that WordPress angle a little bit further because... Obviously, we're here to challenge the issue of how you can build a trusted brand, how you can become that authority and actually make money in the process. And one of the things that a lot of people, I guess, are fearful of is the learning curve when it comes to that. You know, the idea of creating a platform, the idea of even having your own website, your own outlet for certain entrepreneurs or people who are running things alongside perhaps running a job. It still can be quite daunting, but realistically, it really is so easy to get started, isn't it? There's no limits to what you can do with this and how how far you can go with it. Yeah, and it's crazy because it just keeps getting more simple. Like we were talking about creating a site and uploading it through FTP. Even just a few years ago, you could register a domain name, set up hosting, and then you would have to install WordPress for, your, for yourself. And that's like dead simple. All you would have to do is create a database and then upload the files through FTP. But now you can sign up for a domain name and hosting and almost all hosts out there just have a one-click WordPress installation. So the really the threshold for learning how to do this is just what you put into it because to get set up live and running, it really only takes a few minutes of your time and there's really no programming or previous experience needed. So once you get that set up and running, it's learn as you go. And that's really the best way to actually take action and get things started right away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dive in the deep end and just have a tinker around with it because it's, it's something that everyone can do. And the reason I wanted to put a little bit of focus on that, Zach, is because so many people do say, well, look, I'd, I'd love to do this. I'd love to just put my content out there. I'd love to find my own voice, but actually it's the tech that's stopping me. And I think what we've, we've ascertained from all of that is that that's really no reason now. Everything's so accessible. And I'd just like to segue into now the idea that you can become this trusted brand and you can become this authority inside a niche and really own that. And what are the benefits to doing that, especially for our listeners out there who are perhaps small business owners or people working within small business? What benefit can that have to a business or an entrepreneur specifically? Yeah, it's pretty much limitless. So even just from learning how to start and work things out along the way, 
a lot of people, let's say affiliate marketing, they jump into the affiliate marketing space. They want to make money with their blog. So the blog that they actually create is kind of like a case study on their journey. And then a year down the road, they've documented all their progress and week after week, they update it with new ways they're trying to make money or how they're trying to rank in the search results. So a year later, they now have this awesome content that actually walked through the process. And it wasn't even something that they were planning to create. But now when somebody else finds that and they want to learn how to do the same exact thing, that whole guide is there and they can actually take that information, clean it up, package it up and sell it as a PDF. But on top of that, every brand and business can do this same exact thing with a blog because there's people always going online to search for stuff. And basically, if your business is offline and you're not online, you're basically online, even if you don't like it or not, because companies like Yelp and TripAdvisor, Google Local, they already have you listed online. And if you don't have a site of your own, you're pretty much throwing your reputation up in the air and what other people can say about you. Because if they're not going to find your main website, they're going to find what other people are saying about you on other websites. So I guess it's just as much about taking control of what may be out there as it is actually proactively creating something then. Is that, and is that kind of a trend that is becoming more and more prominent? The idea that people who are in your experience, traditional businesses, if you like, bricks and mortar businesses, are they now migrating and starting to find their voice online more and more? Yeah, definitely. Because local businesses, most of them specialize in whatever it is their business is about. But once they bring it online, they can expand outside of that local reach and actually become an authority in it. So you can take the pawn shop industry, for example. There's so many shows on the internet about running a pawn shop, how to uh, sell products or whatever you have throughout your house that are old and might be worth a lot of money. And then once a lot of people start seeing this stuff, then they start searching for it online. But then there's all these local people who've had pawn shops for maybe 30, 50 years and they're experts at this, but they're in such a localized market that nobody would ever know that person. But should they come online, start putting information out there, write about the show and what their thoughts are on it, then they can actually become an authority in that space and turn their little local business into so much more. I think that's really interesting, actually. And, and one of the the big queries that always comes up, I guess, when I talk to people about blogging and specifically creating an online platform, not necessarily just blogging, you know, whether it's video content or podcasts or whatever that might be, they usually say, well, you know, everyone's doing that or look, I found someone else that's doing that. And should that be a barrier to someone trying it, even though someone else is doing it? Yeah, there's always going to be someone doing something. But the question is, how can you do it better? What are they missing out on? And how can you provide a better user experience? Because right now, I'm a good name in the affiliate marketing and blogging space, but someone's going to come along and they're going to do it better. And just like people were saying, hey, you got to talk to Zach Johnson, they're going to be saying, hey, you got to talk to this other guy like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas. Those guys are like at the top of the game in the podcasting space, but someone else is going to come up behind them and they're going to gain attention. So you can't let what is currently out there really change your decision on whether you're going to do this or not, because that's the whole entrepreneur mindset. You can't just accept things for how they are. You have to get out there and change the game. And even if you have no idea what you're going to do, and you want to get into the world of entrepreneurship, you're like, I don't know what I want to do for a business. I want to start a blog. 
the first thing you can do is just register a domain name using your name and just start interviewing every person out there that already does have a following. And that can build your name up over time because you're associating yourself with all these other successful people. And you can build a powerful resource through your blog just by interviewing all these other people. They're going to send it out to their following. And soon enough, you're going to get a lot of backlinks to your website. You're going to have people listening to your show or reading your blog for all these interviews. And it's a great way to get started. That's really fantastic advice. I really like that idea. And, and it, it's not difficult in terms of people struggling for content. It's not difficult to go out there and interview people because the content kind of writes itself, doesn't it? The interviews can be very, very informal, but it's still very interesting content. And that, that leads me into to my next question, actually, is that, which is so many people don't really know where to start when it comes to content. So Aside from the interview perspective, where could people really start finding their niche? Where's a, a great place to start looking? So a lot of people like to say, follow your passion and you'll find success. But more times than not, that's not the case. So I like to tell people to search your passion until you find something that's profitable. And I often use the example of basketball and jump training to actually narrow this process down because People, when they start a blog, they think they can put content out there and then they're going to be set. But it actually comes down to a lot more things than your content. It comes down to content promotion, getting extremely niche, being able to turn your blog and content into a business and monetizing it along the way. So let's take basketball for an example. So many people would like to write a sports blog. Well, that's extremely generic. Nobody goes to ESPN.com to buy anything. The only reason why ESPN makes money is they, because they have billions of people going to their site every month and they just really serve that banner advertising all over the place. So when they go to ESPN, they just want news, scores, highlights, rumors, and everything else. Nobody wants to buy tickets or sports memorabilia and such. So you know that that demographic audience is really one that you cannot build a blog around and make money with. But if you niche down, you go from, let's say, basketball to then you go to basketball skills training. And let's say you end up with jump training for basketball. If somebody searches on Google how to jump higher, there's a pretty good chance that they want to know how to jump higher. And they're probably going to invest some time and money into that as well. So what you can do is create a blog that's completely focused on how to jump higher. You can have exercise videos. You can do reviews on the best books out there. You can create a video of the top NBA dunkers over the past 20 years, slam dunk contests, everything. And then what you really need to do is find out how you're going to monetize that. And because, again, going back to affiliate marketing, there's actually guides out there that you can promote and earn 75% commission on, which are based on how to jump higher. So you give all this content out there and end your post with something like, Oh, by the way, if you really want to learn how to increase your vertical jump by four inches over the next three weeks, be sure to check out this guide, send your traffic there, and then you can monetize your content along the way. That's a really, a really well put together, I guess, a sort of high level roadmap for people, actually. So that's really, really valuable. And one of the things that I picked up out of that was obviously the idea of monetizing that via affiliate income. But I, I wonder, Zach, what, what other ways can people monetize? blogs. Are there any other revenue streams people can create from a blog? Yeah. So one of the most generic ways is to throw Google AdSense on the site. And Google AdSense works where it looks at the content on your site and they start serving their own banner advertising and you would earn a commission for each click on those banner ads. And that's one of the like most simple ways to monetize a site. And you really don't stick with that too long term because Google takes a chunk out of that and you can make more with other methods. 
such as selling direct advertising placements on your site. So instead of putting Google AdSense there and getting paid every time someone's clicking it, you might say to an advertiser, okay, you can pay me a hundred bucks and I'll put your banner there for a whole month. Another way to monetize your blog can be through additional consulting services or creating your own products. So let's say you have that jump training website and you already know so much about jump training, you decide to create your own guide. Instead of sending people off to another site where they can buy it, you can actually keep them on your site and sell your own product and earn 100% commission on that. And then let's say there's a high-end business that wants to learn how to use blogging to expand their outreach. They might come to my site and want to hire me for consulting services. So all of that ties back to the blog, building really a sustainable brand that is uh, has a good reputation online and advertisers want to be on it. Companies will contact them because you know they're the authority and you can even sell products as well. That's really, really interesting. I, I love the idea of creating your own products and your own services that you can sell after you've created that authority for yourself. And I think that's that's a really interesting point to know. And I'd just like to, to pick up on that word authority, actually. This might sound like an obvious question, but I, I feel like that, that phrase is thrown around quite a lot, certainly in, in online circles. And truly, what does it mean and what are some of the benefits outside of selling of being an authority or an expert in a particular niche? Are there any uh, particular byproducts that come out of that as an unexpected benefit? Yeah. So when I hear the word authority, I like to think of it as someone who knows what they're talking about, but also has proven history behind them time and time again, because it's easy for anybody online to really hit success at least just one time. And then they might be banking off that for the next five years or whatever, but continual success, adapting with the industry and knowing how to pretty much answer any question. That's really being the authority in that space, because you can pretty much throw any affiliate marketing or blogging related question at me. And I don't know what you're going to ask beforehand, but whatever it would be, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to answer it in detail and give you the best answer. So being the authority is really helping people achieve whatever they want within the niche realm that you're the expert in. And when it comes to other ways to expand that reach, you can do guest blogging on other sites, you can do podcast interviews, but you can also reach out to news reporters, get like Fox News, ABC News, whenever they're looking for an expert in a certain area. If you have the right connections, they can come to you and you can get featured on Forbes magazine, Huffington Post, and then they will actually link your website because you're the trusted authority. You provide them with a quote. And that is really one of the best ways to get high level links back to your site and really establish yourself as a trusted expert. When someone comes to your site and if they see something that says featured on ABC News and Fox News, that means like the world of a difference versus going to a site where it's just generic information. That's really, really interesting. And, and and specifically the idea of that high quality backlink, which I know a lot of people put so much value on from search perspectives. And one thing that I just want to dig into now is just to shift slightly off that topic and kind of talk to the small business owners out there who have, have already got a business, either an online business or they've got a bricks and mortar business. And they perhaps want to run something like this alongside. Is it something that you can do alongside something else? Does it require 100% attention or can you start something small, slow at your own pace? Is that, is that still a viable way to do that? Yeah. And blogging is great because there's no set schedule. People like to ask me all the time how often I write content. And usually my answer is I'll write content as often as I find it necessary because I don't want to put some junk article out there just to have a new post go live on a daily basis. 
So let's say maybe once every week or once every two weeks, I come up with a new case study I want to write about or a, a new idea for people to make money online. That's what I'm going to create the content. And it's not so much about creating the content. It's about being able to effectively promote it when it does go live. So you want to put it out to your social media following. You want to link to it from your other sites and internal uh, posts within your blog. It's about getting people to read what you have and finding value out of it versus just trying to put content out there just for the sake of putting content. So that same ideology would go back to small businesses, local businesses, whatever it is that they wanted to blog about. They could then do that on their site and they would want to make sure it's relevant to whatever their business is. They don't want to go like talk about personal stuff on one day and then marketing research on one day and then something completely non-relevant the next day. So keep it niche focus, have everything tie into each other and make it relevant to whatever your business is. Fantastic. Really, really great advice. And this might be actually a little bit of a curveballs out, but I'm, I'm sure it's not actually, but just pondering. So many people start blogs and so many people stop with blogs for whatever reason. What are some of the common pitfalls? Why do people tend to stop? And also, just to extend that, what are some of the common myths around blogging and affiliate marketing that, that it may be worth just dispelling for people out there? Sure, this is a good one. So one of the biggest myths is that it's easy. It's not easy at all. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm still working 8 to 16 hours a day every day. And you'll read stories online of people blogging throughout the world or making money living on the beach or whatever. That's like one out of every 10,000 people that are making money online. So that's not the case. And most people with blogging, they get discouraged because they don't see results right away. But what you have to look at is actually treating your blog like a business. We already walked through the model of how to find a potentially profitable niche. But now you have to think about if you were going to start an offline business, you would have to pay several hundred thousands of dollars for your franchising fees, a location, paying employees, having your inventory, doing advertising costs and everything out. So let's say you have 500,000 in costs to start that business. Now, if you don't make that $500,000 back in the first week, you're probably not going to give up because you would just lose everything. And on the flip side, you have blogging where it costs you about $10 to get started and people start writing content, but then they see that nobody's really coming to their site. And then maybe two weeks go by and they have maybe 20 people and they're like, well, I'm, I didn't make a million dollars yet, so I think I'm going to quit blogging. And that's usually what happens. So you need to actually treat this like a business. It takes a lot of time to build a blog from scratch, get links to it, create quality content and become an authority, let alone even just ranking in the search results. And this is something that people go through every day and they expect to make a ton of money overnight. But it's not going to happen because there's something like 300 million blogs on the internet today. And you need to get to that level where you can stand out from the crowd. That is a really, really fantastic place to leave that as well. I'm, I'm interested to dig into now the idea of what it takes to stand out from the crowd. I think that's a fantastic point. And there may not be any tried and tested particular things that you can do to stand out. But what are some of the traits of a well put together blog that actually does succeed? What does make people stand out? Yeah. So when you have a blog, again, it's not just about putting the content out there because you can talk about setting up a WordPress blog all the, all day, but there's another 10 million sites out there doing the same exact thing. So you have to figure out how to do it better than everybody else, provide better value and also getting better content coverage as well. So let's say you want to launch a new marketing blog. When going live with that blog, you can interview 50 different experts in your industry. 
It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to build some awesome content. You got to put all this time and effort into this. But when you finally get those responses from 50 people, you can put that all onto your site. Then when that post goes live, you can reach out to those 50 people, say, hey, can I get a quick social share? Or maybe if you find it relevant to link back to my site, that would be great. And that would give your site a huge boost because all those authorities would be linking out to you. And then at the same time, let's say you're not even in the marketing industry, but let's say you have a local pet store or you have an online store where you're selling pet supplies. You could then create an infographic which says top 25 pet names of 2015 for your dog. And that's some great content because people are always getting a dog every single day. They need to think of a name for that dog and they would probably want to know the best names out there. So once you create that, you can put it on your site and write a nice article with it and then reach out to all the other pet blogs out there and say, hey, we know that you have an audience interested in dogs. We would love if you would post this infographic to your site and we'll even provide you with a original article that you can post with it. So those are just two very powerful ways that you can start getting links back to your site and immediately stand out from the crowd and propel, your, propel yourself way above thousands of other sites because what most people are doing is creating a blog, focusing on content and not the content promotion. I think everyone, speaking from the perspective of someone that runs a blog and a, a podcast, primarily a podcast, I can attest to the fact that the podcasting is the fun part. It's a fantastic, fantastic thing to just get involved in. But the promotion of it, that is a whole other beast completely. You're absolutely right, Zach. I, I completely, completely agree with that one. And one thing I just want to move into now then is the idea that um, I guess blogging has no business benefits outside of the making the money online and the positioning. I'm, I'm just thinking for the people out there who may be thinking, well, why should I start a blog? I don't want to make money online. I'm not that interested in becoming an expert, perhaps because I don't see the benefits of it. What would be the single reason that you would give these people to actually start something today? All right. So here's one for somebody who doesn't want to start a business. They might be thinking about blogging. They're not sure what, and, but they also want to have an internet presence in the process. So the first thing they could do is go and register their domain name as close to their personal name as they can, because there's a good chance it's already taken. But if you have a unique name, it might be available. Either way, you can get something similar to your name or just add the word blog or site at the end of it. And then what you can do is create a site around your information, just really like an online resume or a portfolio of whatever you've done in the past. You could do like a job history resume or whatnot. Because when someone searches for your name online, you really want to rank at the top of the search results because if you're ever going to apply for a job or you might even have an established business and somebody wrote complaints about you or whatever, you want your site and name to rank at the top of the search results because you want that first impression to be a good one. So while this can apply to pretty much anyone, any individual business with any name or whatnot, you would want to rank at the top of the search results. And that is one of the best ways to even get started as well, learning how it works and you can build up your online resume. So someone, when they searches for your name, you want your site to be that number one listing. So if you search for Zach Johnson in Google, you're going to see zachjohnson.com right at the number one position. And then I'm going to dominate that whole first page. You're going to see all my social profiles, any interviews I've done on other websites. It's a great way to protect your reputation and really let people find your best work and everything that's really owned by you online. That is really, really interesting. I, I love that perspective of even if you don't want to start a business online and perhaps you're not actually too concerned about creating content, but taking ownership and, and ensuring 
your reputation online. That is that is a fantastic reason just to put something really simple up there. I think that's such a good piece of advice, Zach. And actually, that brings us on to the famous Excellence Expected Actionable Takeaways section. So, for the small business owners, the listeners out there, Zach, I know you've been working on three actionable tips to help people get started with this. So, very specifically, what is actionable tip number one, please, sir? So the first one is to take action and register a domain name and set up your hosting because so many people will go online, they'll watch people, they'll see what other sites are doing for three to six months down the road, they'll learn as much as they can, but guess what? Six months down the road, they're in the exact same spot. So the best way to get started is to register a domain name and hosting and get something live today. Super stuff. Just get started, guys. And the second actionable tip, please, sir. The next step would be to choose a niche that you can become the authority in. And this again goes back to whatever your interests are or whatever your current business is. If you like sports, go for sports training or whatever you can monetize. And if you have a local business, let's say pawn shops, for example, again, just start writing content online about that. Find what people are looking for and then try to become the authority in that space. Fantastic. And the third and final actionable tip, please, Zach. And the last step would be to actually try and to turn this blog into a business. And this can be done by monetization through affiliate marketing, or if you have your own local business or are a very good expertise in something, you can actually create your own products or sell yourself through consulting or other services. So you want to first get that domain name, become an authority in a niche, and then monetize it to make it a real business. Absolutely fantastic. So there's absolutely no reason whatsoever that guys, you listening, can't get started today. We've talked through WordPress, we've talked how easy it is and how accessible it is. And Zach's given you a fantastic, highly valuable, high level roadmap there to actually get started. So Zach, thank you so much for doing that. So it's been a real pleasure. And just before we wrap up, where can people connect with you online, socially and on your website? Yeah. So thanks again for having me, Mark. It's been amazing. Anybody can find me. They can go to Google, type in Zach Johnson. As I mentioned, I dominate that whole first page. And for my sites, you can go to ZachJohnson.com or you can go to blogging.org, which will give you the complete roadmap to setting up a blog and going through all the steps to find profitability. Superb. Check it out, guys. I'm a reader of the blog myself and also a listener of Zach's podcast. So I highly recommend that as well. And we'll put everything inside the show notes. Zach, thank you once again, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget everything that we've spoken about, everything that myself and Zach have covered will be available at excellence-expected.com where you can also pick up your free copy of the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. Until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Adios. Bye-bye.